Good morning, everybody. We are here with another episode of AI Pioneers Insurance Edition. I am your host, Matthew Vegas Sands, and I am here with Duncan and Robin from Greenlight Insurance. Gentlemen, welcome and uh, and thanks so much for, for jumping on. Yeah, thank happy you to be here. Having us, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Today's a, today's a treat because most people that I talk to are typically coming from just the insurance world. But here we have some people that are coming from the world of an insurance agency, insure tech, marketing side of things. And so these guys are going to be able to give you a wide array of different things to talk about and different things to learn about. And so I guess to jump into things, my favorite question to always ask people as we get started is, how did you guys get into the world of insurance? I remember when I was in college, people wanted to be lawyers, doctors, work on Wall Street. I don't remember anybody saying they want to get into insurance. How did you guys end up in this? Want to go first? Uh, yeah, mine, Real, try to make it real quick. So after graduate school, I worked in M&A. And the last deal I was involved in was when Amwin's Steve DiCarlo's just hilarious, hilarious. So uh, they acquired Colmont Brokerage. And anyway, I was planning on selling businesses and other industries on uh, opening particular one. And anyway, Colmont owned a non-standard auto carrier. And I happened to chit-chat with the chief marketing officer there. And she handed me a study guide and said, you ought to open up one of these too. And so almost 15 years later, we're a little bit further down the road. <laughs> and so, mine was, uh, I was with, I had a marketing agency that I founded and I was, uh, a couple of my clients were agencies. And then also I had uh, three different carriers that were, that were partners or that were clients. And, uh, went through the whole process and then ended up through one of my clients was uh, what was then, well, now it's Acrisure. And um, I ended up joining Acrisure full time. So I actually became the chief marketing officer for, for Acrisure before they exploded. So I was, I joined them when they had 25 agencies and were about a hundred million in revenue. And when I left three years later, we had 150 agencies and we're a billion in revenue. So I was part of the strategy and executive team there. Goodness. How long ago was that? Um, that was a little while ago. <laughs> so, um, not, 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 <laughs> not yet. Um, not yet. yeah. Not so yet. that's, and then I, and then I opened my own agency, you know, I left there when they, they did an MBO and, and several people left and, um, and then I opened a, a trucking agency and then ended up selling out of that agency as well. So nice. And are you still in the commercial side of things or are you jump back to personal or, or where are you at now? Is it a split? Yeah, it's split. So I'm doing both a lot of personal lines and and commercial for for clients, and then also with Greenline as well. Which so, one do you like more? That's asking like which one of your kids is your favorite. You can't do that. Come on, man. I, no, I, I've so I've done commercial insurance for the last eight years, almost last eight years. I think commercial is uh, I, let's just say I sleep better at night if I'm working on a personal deal as opposed to a commercial. Oh, one. really? Yeah. yeah. I, the cool thing about commercial lines is, is you get to see what businesses are doing. You see their exposures. You kind of 
you know, I, my wife always says that, you know, I'm, I'm one of the guys that likes to know where the, the warts and moles are, right? Yeah. Um, the personal line side, I just love it because you're helping people, right? You're making sure that they're taken care of and helping them from a security standpoint. So I, I would say probably personally, I like doing the personal line side because you're helping protect families and individuals and doing some cool stuff. Uh, the commercial line side, I'm just nosy and like to know how I can help businesses, right? I did uh, my perspective on commercial is my brother and I, we had an app that would let college students rent cars from each other. And back then in 2016, nobody wanted to let 18 year olds rent cars from other 18 year olds. And the premium dollars were too small for any insurance agency to even take a look at us. And the other thing too, is they're like, there's no way you're getting this deal done. We're not even going to pay attention to you. Cause if you do, you just don't have the money to pay the minimum earned premium. And so we had to start learning how to represent ourselves back then. And then we would go on to get licensed. And so ever since then, most of my business has just been wonky, weird, non-admitted products. And I guess maybe that's why I don't sleep, out, sleep that well. You never, <laughs> you never know if you're going to find a carrier for it throughout the yeah. world. Now, I, I have a, uh, ride, a startup rideshare client right now that we're working on some trying to get a unique policy in place for them that's in line yeah. with their, their business model. Cause you know, I mean, clearly it's rideshare like Uber, but their uh, pricing structure, everything. It's, yeah. it's tough, man. It's tough, especially yeah. when you're coming up with one of these new products and there's really not much data. And so like for us, it was really, it was really frustrating because we were trying to do, car sharing on college campuses and people would just look at the personal lines drivers and say, Oh, 18 year olds are dangerous. We're not going to do that. And it's like, well, if you look at the demographic we're going after, it's very different. It's 18 year olds renting cars from other 18 year olds on college campuses. So it's like you're renting from your peers. So you kind of care because there's that social awkwardness. If you crash their car, right. everybody's going to find out. And the other thing too, that people didn't realize is the average at least for in our experience, we were on 500 campuses. The average round trip was on state schools in suburban areas and rural areas. It was like six miles round trip. It wasn't like there was nearly as much risk as there was in these urban areas. Right. And so uh, it wasn't apples to apples. And we got rejected by 47 insurance companies, but finally one gave in and uh, we were able to launch the, that business. But I have stories for days. Um, what yeah. do you say? You I guys would say you probably should have done a micro captive on that one. Just saying, but you know, I, you know, I would, I, I that we, we anticipated trying to do a bunch of stuff, but this was back before we were venture backed. So got it. we, we, yeah, there was a, right. uh, looking back on it, there was probably a bunch of different things we could have done. Um, yeah. You guys, you guys have now been in the insurance game. You've for a while, you've overcome, a couple hard cycles, a couple of soft cycles. Right now we're in the middle of what some would consider uh, insure tech bubble pop. What's the what's the thing that you guys enjoy the most about insurance? You've endured all of that different stuff. You stick uh, you're still doing it today. Why? I mean, you I like stuff with your life. The you know, on the commercial side, just you know, it's more competitive, I guess. And I like Rob said. I mean, I really enjoy, you know, especially if it's a new venture, helping them out if they need, you know, any kind of SOPs drawn up, things like that. Um, so, and now, 
Well, we're, we have something in the works that's going to be live for too long. And it's been a pretty exciting past 12 months. You know, I, I got to, I had a weird spot, right? I mean, I was in a, in a, in a really cool position in, in being kind of at that entry level with, with the guys in Grand Rapids, right? And, you know, I got to go to the first InsureTech forum out in, uh, in, in the uh, Silicon Valley. And, you know, was it plug and play? Uh, it was so long ago. Okay. I don't remember exactly what it was. I mean, it was back, this was back in 2016, 2016. And, you know, it was pretty intense. I mean, they had a whole pitch, you know, they had a pitch fest there. So people were going up, pitching their ideas. Uh, Two people got funded. Um, You know, so that was, that was pretty interesting. And we were, you know, one of my roles at was there was also to talk about and, and, and investigate how we could accelerate and streamline the, not only the client acquisition piece, but also how are we going to get all the paperwork done? How can we streamline making sure that all of the, the pieces are done, the policy checking is done? So we were doing, you know, we were using uh, offshore, you know, virtual assistance, you mm. know, back way back. I mean, so yeah. I remember talking to, to Patra and Resource Pro when they were, when they were small. I mean, they're, yeah. they ain't small anymore. So, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. So, you know, I, I just think insurance, I just think it's cool because we're, we're on the finance side, but we're also on, the the personal risk side as far as helping people um it's 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 a puzzle i mean i just like to, i'm a i'm a nerd so i like to do that yeah, to your point i always say insurance it, to me it's the that's i always say i'm the most passionate person about insurance you'll meet and there are people ask like why it's like insurance runs the world if all of a sudden if all of a sudden housing became obsolete tomorrow insurance industry would still be massive if the auto industry became obsolete tomorrow, insurance would be fine. If medicine became obsolete tomorrow, insurance would be fine. All those executives would probably be struggling. But if insurance went obsolete, all those other industries are destroyed. They're yep. ruined. And uh, one of the other things, too, is just like um, I was joking around with one of my buddies the other day. And I was like, man, like insurance actually controls education. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, just look at all the stuff that's happening with those protests on college campuses right now. I was like. There's probably a certain number of degrees that increase the likelihood that somebody's going to do a protest over some stupidity. Nope. If you remove that degree, you probably lower the risk and uh, you can give somebody a lower premium. And so yep. when they, when we start thinking about those things, those are like all the weird things that I think AI is going to be able to find for us. That like You'll be able to program it and tell it, hey, go find me these weird variables or these common denominators between all these different claims. And so... Those are one of the things that I get excited about, but I'm one of the techies building it. And so I might have blinders on. I'm interested in how you guys view this, this latest trend of technology and if you think it's here to stay or not. Um, I mean, I'll be brief on this because Rob is the, the tech. Um, but I mean, clearly it's here to stay. Um, but my opinion, you know, I mean, I don't want to call out any names, but we've seen some disasters that have gone public. And I think what's really going to be interesting is, you know, what we're seeing in three or four years. So, yeah, when you look at what's happening right now, I mean, the I've been using AI and, and generative AI for, for literally the past five years, right? I mean, I was one of the up in front. And I got to, 
actually got to present on AI at the Minnesota PIA conference, so their annual conference oh, nice. months ago. And, you know, it was it was really interesting having conversations with, you know, also, I'll just say, I mean, some some pretty old school agencies, right? I mean, they're they're if you say digital transformation to some of these guys, they're just ready to punch you in the throat because they're just tired yeah. of hearing about it. <laughs> um, but when you look at what can happen for kind of a traditional industry. And, and to your point, Matthew, yeah, I mean, look, insurance is ingrained in the human psyche. I mean, it's we want to protect what we have and insurance helps you do that, right? So when you realize, like you said, insurance is just part of human nature at this point and it always has been. So, but when you look at what's possible now um, to not only just do things faster, but to do things better for your for your clients with some of the things you can do on AI now, with with policy comparison, policy checking, you know, finding out what the limits are fast, you know, creating quick summaries on some of these policies. I mean, that's that's just good service, right? So it's a way for for agencies that before, you know, the big guys, the marshes and the and the hubs and those guys, which are fantastic agencies, but when you come down to Main Street for these guys that are insuring the rest of the world, you know, they couldn't offer that same level of service. But now with technology, and not really complex. To- I mean, it's complex on the back end, but yeah. it's you look at some of the stuff like I look at what what Gail and what Lula are doing. I mean, you guys are taking very complex tasks and things that are really hard to do. And you're solving a problem for the industry. Right. I mean, I mean, I look at Gail and, and I, I deal with a bunch of different insurance agencies now with my on my marketing side. I mean, Greenlight and what we're doing with the on the insure tech side is part of it. But, you know, the what's the number one challenge for insurance right now? It's a people problem. We can't find people, right? So, you know, Gail, I mean, holy cow, that's, you know, I the, the way that we ended up here was Greg Sather from PIA was at the conference in Florida, met you there, told me about it. I told Duncan about it. And that's why we're here. So, I mean, it's, you know, so when I look at the at the way that people can use technology and the, and the creative ways that that people like you that are a techie, you know, you're a tech nerd. Say, sorry, I just called you a nerd. I'll take it. I'll take I'm going to show my um, engineer. I'm going to show the engineers this later on and say, look, I got caught a tech nerd. <laughs> but <laughs> when you look it's funny. Here, uh, here, I'm the licensed agent. So I'm the insurance nerd at Lula. But to you guys, I'm the tech nerd, which is why I prefer to have these conversations. I'm the cool, I'm the cool <laughs> techie with you guys. But you know what? When that's how we're going to get this industry fixed, right? I mean, if you if you talk to it, like you said, you know, very few. Now there are some college programs, you know, that that they have uh, insurance and risk programs, and there are some some young people going into it. But you know, my my twenty six year old son is like, I don't want to be in insurance, and then I explain it to him, and he's like, you know, that sounds kind of cool. I might I might be interested in that. So we've got to it's. We've got to figure out how to do that. And, and, and again, I know this isn't a pitch for, for Gail, but I'll, I'll give it to you. But you guys are solving a massive problem for the industry because we can't find producers, right? So if, if I can get all the way up to the point where I can accelerate the velocity and the volume that my, that my human producers can do by using a, an AI producer, well, that's just going to make it so that my, my costs don't change. Like I can, I can do more work with less. I mean, this, what you guys are doing to allow smaller agencies to scale quickly is just fantastic. I mean, that, to me, that's and not even scale. I mean, just 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 produce. I mean, that's the other piece, right? I mean, well, produce at a higher volume. 
but this, but the scale piece is there, right? So if I, you know, I've got, I've got two agency clients now that, you know, they're fairly large agencies and they're, they're at 80% of the producer deck bench that they had before. And they need, they need people. They want to grow. They can't grow without the staff. So how, how can we make their existing staff more productive? And that goes back to the whole, you know, punch in the throat digital transformation conversation that, you know, I don't know. That's, so that's why I like insurance and that's why I like the insure tech piece. Well, you hit all my questions. You hit all the questions that I had. I was going to ask you on that one, on that one, on that one <laughs> ramble. I love it. You say, you saved me a couple, a couple breaths. Um, I told you he was good, man. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, the other part is, and so here's my, my shameless plug, right? So I just released my book, which is the digital marketing playbook for insurance agencies. It is available on Amazon. Um, but, uh, but that's what we talk about, right, is is how can we make these guys better? How can we bring the level of service up so that we can compete with, you know, the tech companies and the, the finance companies that have, you know, maybe a little bit more glamour? You know, the, the revenues are there. The lifestyle is there. The income is there. How do we make the agencies better, more effective and professional, right? I mean, that's... Yeah. You know what? Now I think about it because we're we gotta wrap this up in the next couple moments. But the way I'm listening to you talk, we should do another follow up conversation and dive a little bit deeper on your book and just growth strategies these agencies can implement. And so absolutely, we should definitely we should definitely do that as the next call because I know at our agency and internally we'd love to learn a little bit more. I'm gonna definitely be buying your book, but I think there's probably a couple other people that are gonna want to learn a bit more about some of your insurance growth hacks. Absolutely, would love to do that, man. Awesome. Plus, you're a Babson grad, so one of the guys on my team is a Babson guy. I dropped out after three oh, semesters, so I'm an, alumni. I'm an alumni now that they think I have money. I don't <laughs> Well, but, if you push hard hey, enough, they might give you a degree. When you go live with this Gale software, I think uh, that they will be hitting me up. Well, gentlemen, it's been, a, it's been an absolute pleasure having you guys on. I can't wait for you to see the to see the episode go live in the next couple of days. I'll, I'll keep you guys posted. Thanks so much. You're yeah. welcome. Let everybody know your insurance agents. You guys are awesome. Keep it up. You're making the world yeah, go round. Seriously. Thank you guys. I appreciate you it. On the Gale list, if you hadn't, Matthew. Good to see you, man. Bye. Take care.